1: Welcome back. Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. I'm Seth and The phone number 602 508 Nancy Pelosi held her weekly press conference today. And of course, the main topic she brought up and the questions were about had to do with Kevin McCarthy saying he is going to pull all his appointees nominees to the select committee investigating January 6th. He shouldn't have sent any in the first place. Having failed that, he sent the wrong group, but for one, Jim Jordan. I had no idea who the other four were. I would have liked to have seen him appoint seasoned fire breathers like Jim Jordan. Of course, you saw by just appointing Jim Jordan and another Mr. Banks, who's the head of the RSC, Nancy Pelosi vetoed those things. I guess if you're a Democrat, you can tell Republicans who can represent their point of view. This has been the case with the Democrats wanting not just to run, obviously, the country from the perspective they see fit, but now they want to run the Republican Party the way the Democratic Party seems to see fit. If you want to correct me for calling it the Democratic Party, this would be a good example. There is nothing Democratic about what Nancy Pelosi is saying. She is now lecturing Republicans who can and cannot represent them. We talked about authoritarian personality disorder once before or twice before on this show, and I think of it as no greater um, instantiation than in the Speaker of the House of Representatives. By what right does she have to say A duly elected member of Congress from the state of Ohio in Jim Jordan, who sits on the Judiciary Committee, does not have a right to serve on the select committee he was appointed to by his own minority party leader. By what right does she have the same right that this government thinks it has to use private entities like Facebook and Twitter to monitor and thus then ideally shut down communications by American citizens that they disagree with. For the first time in American history, you have an American presidency, an administration, that is applying a test of truth to the First Amendment. That has never been what the First Amendment was about. And as I have read before, Supreme Court cases going back all the way to 1964— claim that you cannot use truth as a test of your first First Amendment rights, which brings us to yet a third problem, which is whose truth? Nancy Pelosi's truth or the truth? They are not always the same thing. Jen Psaki's truth or the truth? They are not always the same thing. Just yesterday, we read you the tweets of Jen Psaki saying still that the Hunter Biden story The Hunter Biden laptop story was a Russian disinformation campaign. Yet she claims to have the mantle of truth so much so that she can deploy government agents to filter out on Facebook and Twitter what we mere plebeians, American citizens, want to talk about and think is the truth. Let me give you an example of why the First Amendment And free speech really matters. There's a debate going on in conservative circles in Washington DC having to do with welfare policy and I am privileged I suppose uh, to be on an email chain of I don't know 40 people involved with this and it got rather heated uh, between two sides in our movement between two scholars and in that there are a number of other people on the email. Others are weighing in and chiming in. No doubt you've been part of these things. I'm sure, no doubt, sometimes you've tried to unsubscribe from these kind of group emails that you didn't ask to be part of and didn't ask to have going on. I've read it, and I'll tell you, I've learned a lot. But what will come of this amongst these scholars? I'm not one of them. I'm just, for some reason, I was CC'd on it, I think, because I knew some of the people who knows, who knows, but whatever reason I I'm on this list, what will come of this, what will come of this vigorous debate? And it is vigorous between these several scholars on welfare policy in our movement will be great public policy or at least great explanation or at least great analysis or at least great understanding. This is why Supreme Court justices from probably 1947 forward have said that, um, That uh, the best uh, – not only is the best test of truth its ability to succeed in the marketplace, but that through the competition of ideas, through the combat of ideas, through the testing of ideas, through reasoned intellectual debate will come best – the best solutions. That's obviously not what the Democrats want. Otherwise, they'd be in favor of free speech. They do not want a competition of ideas. Their view of a competition of ideas goes roughly like this. We're going to take over the schools and we're going to endow schools to use curricula that we see fit. We are going to bribe schools to use critical race theory curricula. When the Republicans find out, we will deny that it's happening. When they find out again that it actually is happening, we will quietly stop it and hope they forget and move on to the next thing. The problem being is that once you break the bottle and the genie is out, it's not in your skill set to put that bottle back together and put the genie back in. They have, in other words, released the critical race theory Kraken, if I can say that. That is to say, there are entire NGOs, nonprofits, industries, and individuals profiting off and peddling this thing long after the government said they would no longer be involved in it. This is is how the Democrats operate on truth. Basically, they simply lie. They simply lie. And when they are caught in it, like Anthony Fauci has been any number of times and admitted to once— there's just no um, – there, there, there's no accountability or recompense whatsoever. I was having a conversation today about the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, with someone in Washington, D.C., and I reminded him, just because I do this from time to time, uh, this would be the same Andrew Cuomo who's mayor of New York City of the same party – and whose two United States senators from the same state and the same party have called on him to resign several months ago. That Andrew Cuomo? Yes, that Andrew Cuomo. Whatever happened to that story? Did I miss something? Did Kristen Gillibrand or Chuck Schumer or Bill de Blasio rescind their request for the resignation of Governor Cuomo? No, they haven't. It's just what we find all over again with this journalistic um, institution called the mainstream media and the Democratic Party and the progressive left. Just forget about it. Nothing to see here and move on. Today at her press conference, Nancy uh, Pelosi was asked by a reporter, Kevin McCarthy, he said, is planning on putting together his own January 6th commission. You know what Nancy Pelosi said? I'm not even going to entertain that question. Let's not waste each other's time. Really? She's putting together her own. She's putting together her own commission. Is it not worth a discussion as to what a shadow commission might look like? A minority report? Every select committee I know of has always had a minority report. Will there be a minority report if only Democrats show up? I tend to doubt it. What Nancy Pelosi is doing is not just stopping democracy. Ironically, the very, very thing, the self-same thing she claims took place on January 6th that requires an investigation. Not only is she stopping that and stopping regular procedures for these kinds of select committee investigations, not only is she doing that, she's coming to the court of public opinion with dirty hands. The kind of thing that if you were... An attorney bringing a case to court, a judge would throw you out for. She has already judged this case first by blaming Donald Trump for an incitement that she impeached him over, saying that that was he was the cause of it. I have no idea why today she gets to say in her press conference, we need to find the causes of January 6th. She already told us. It was the impeachment of Donald Trump for inciting the riot. And if that wasn't enough, seven days after January 6th, I'm reading right now a quote of hers. She said, January 6th was an epiphany for the world to see that there are people in our country, led by this president for the moment, who have chosen their whiteness over democracy. Whiteness over democracy well what did Nancy Pelosi choose today when she won't let the minority party have the commission members or the Senate members of this committee that they want to put on it's called depriving the Republicans of their ability to influence it's called depriving Republicans of their equal station in the House of Representatives and the Senate it's called depriving Republicans of of an equal say, or at least the credible ability to dissent, it's tyranny. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Portions of which are brought to you by Trades Unlimited. There for all your roofing needs, whether it's a repair, an installation, an inspection anything new, you name it, they want me to tell you about their work on foam roofs right now. Foam roofs are a great option to prevent from the heat, also exterior noises, but especially from water leaks. Trades Unlimited is expert at installing, repairing, and updating and recoding your foam roofs. They do need recoding after five or so years, and uh, Trades Unlimited is expert at that. With great value and great customer service. It's the company I use. I used them about a month ago. I love Trades Unlimited. Know the people, been to their warehouse, know them pretty well. Quality and service is what you'll get to know with Trades Unlimited. For all your roofing needs, give them a call at 480-483-1775. That's 480-483-1775. Or find them online at tradesunlimited.com. I was just talking to a friend this morning about a video. Uh, Dave Rubin put this together, and it's a Russian military recruitment video, and it's exactly what you'd expect a military recruitment video to be, especially Russian. It looks like something out of Dolph Lundgren's training in the movie Rocky. Isn't that kind of what you thought? Rocky 4, was it? Who was the guy in Rocky 3? Thunderlips, Clubber Lang, which also gave birth to the rise of Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips, right? Right, that made him famous. Okay, so Rocky 4, Dolph Lundgren, but it, it, it looked like that kind of training. And Dave Rubin, bless his heart, then showed us what the U.S. military recruitment video was. It starts as a cartoon and develops into the narration from the person the cartoon is about. But maybe you can get a good idea of it from this audio. This is the U.S. Army recruitment video.
0: It begins in California with a little girl raised by two
1: moms. This is in cartoon form.
0: I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling.
1: So, to her and to the U.S. Army... The important thing is not serving the country or defending it. The important thing is that you married someone of your own gender. Is this still an issue anywhere? Is it? Is this an issue anywhere? The Supreme Court long ago upheld this, and as this military recruitment, it caused me to remi- to be reminded of the of the Bill Maher line. Uh, do you know who doesn't care? That Dr. Seuss depicts Asians in a perhaps unflattering light? China. China doesn't care. And then I go to Jason Riley's piece in the Wall Street Journal this morning. Do you know what the Spring Festival Gala is in China? I didn't. But it's one of the largest nationally televised events in China. And it's, in fact, the most watched television program on earth makes sense though we wouldn't know it right makes sense in 2018 this is quoting from the economist magazine the gala the most watched television on earth coming out of china the gala included a skit featuring a chinese actress in blackface and african dress with exaggerated fake buttocks and a bowl of fruit on her head For no clear reason, she had in tow a black-faced Chinese man dressed as a monkey. Derogatory depictions of blacks that became taboo in the West generations ago are commonplace in today's China. Just a couple years back, one horrified reader sent me a video of a Chinese commercial for laundry detergent. It featured a Chinese woman placing a detergent pod in the mouth of a black man and then shoving him into a washing machine. At the end of the cycle, a clean, quote unquote, Asian man comes out. The commercial had been appearing for months in China without incident until outraged viewers in the English speaking world saw it. And the video, of course, went viral within the country. However, mostly the ad was met with apathy, perhaps because there's limited public debate about racism in China. And certainly the government doesn't care about racism in its own country. Um, if these episodes shock the sensibilities of most people in the United States, and they ought to, they haven't deterred the Biden administration from tapping the likes of China to lecture Americans on our racial progress or unprogress. As you will recall, we discussed last week Secretary of State Blinken is inviting rapporteurs from the United Nations Human Rights Council to come investigate systemic racism in the United States. I did this as a joke during the Dr. Seuss Contrat, which goes back to what, something like February, I think, February or March? goes back to February or March, I'm pretty sure. And I said, can you imagine... A group of people from Darfur coming here to see how the United States handles racism because they want to deal with the racism in their province in the Sudan to come and learn that, well, we're going after Dr. Seuss. They'd laugh and walk away. We're not inviting just the Sudanese. They're on the National Human Rights Council, uh, the United Nations Human Rights Council, too. We're not just inviting the Sudanese, though. I told it as a joke. It turns out it's true. We're inviting the Chinese and the Iranians all on the Human Rights Council of the United Nations. They have nothing to teach us. Once upon a time, we would have had something to teach them, but you're not going to find that teaching in our American schools today. My friend, Steve thinks that's the most conservative song in rock and roll. Always engaging to debate that proposition, but... I um I uh, I'm I'm thinking about something more debatable right now. Actually, Jen Psaki last week said that we're flagging quote we're flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. This was part and parcel of her statement that the Surgeon General's office is looking at the um, looking at the. Uh, Misinformation about vaccinations and COVID on Facebook. Um, A few things. A few things on this. Um, First of all, do you remember that she said 65% of the misinformation is coming from 12 people? Do you remember that? And then Joe Biden repeated it. Has anyone been curious Was any reporter, did any journalist ask who those 12 people are? Isn't it curious? Now, I have to tell you, just confessing my own understanding of the way the Democrats in Washington works, I assumed that these 12 would include people like – like – I don't know if they have Facebook uh, pages, but it would include people like – Heather McDonald, or your Scott Atlases, for sure your Alex Behrens. So I thought I'd know six or seven of these names. Didn't you kind of? You kind of thought they'd be maybe hitting Mark Levin or Dennis Prager. I thought for sure. And then something kind of occurred to me. Something kind of occurred to me. Maybe the absence of us knowing these names tells us something. Maybe that there isn't. The dog that, that's it, The uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, the dog that didn't bark. Maybe, just maybe, the fact that they're not telling us who these 12 are means that there's something fishy about this. Or maybe the 12 aren't who we're supposed to think they are. I thought the implication was pretty strong that this was part and parcel of conservative misinformation campaigns, especially when they keep invoking Fox and conservative networks. Well, your roving local talk show host here, Seth Lebson, decided to go find out who these 12 were. There is a list. There is a report. It's just that The Washington Post and New York Times didn't deign it interestingly and un- interesting. <laughs> you know, when Joe McCarthy held up his list of 57 or whatever it was, number of communists, people, the press went nuts trying to hunt these, find out who these 57 names were. 12 people? Well, I went to the list. Would you surpri- be surprised that of the 12, your friend here who's been in public policy for 25 years in D- Washington, D.C. for 15 Knew one name. Knew one name. Do you want to know what that name was, Bill, John? Well, they couldn't be more affiliated with the royalty of the Democratic Party. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the first name and the only name I knew. I can see why they aren't naming names. Several of the others happened to be racial minorities. I can see why they wouldn't want that in the narrative. Why do I know that? Because I looked up each and every one of them to see how involved they were in the conservative movement or the Republican Party. Not a one of them was. Not from what I could tell. Not from anything that was evident from their bias. So- They throw out these 12 people to make people think the Republicans and the conservative movement are responsible. And then Joe Biden, by the end of the week, doubles down on it. This idiot. Sorry, my president. Doubles down by saying that Facebook is killing people. Killing people by disseminating this misinformation. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Joe Biden had a bigger audience last night at a CNN town hall than anyone on Facebook of these 12 dunderhead Mifflins or whoever the administration wants to call them. Doesn't want to call them anything because it won't give us their names. We have to go research it ourselves to find Democrats leading the list. Not just Democrats, Kennedy Democrats, Kennedys. In any event, let me tell you that um, Joe Biden is killing people and I'll bring the receipts on the other side of this break. I'll be right back.
0: I declare
1: bankruptcy. Speaking of, <laughs> we are just talking about Canadian sports. Isn't that the Canadian sports song? What is it? Oh, it is Kiss. What am I thinking of? That song, yeah, raise a little hell. <laughs> right. So I was, the only reason I brought this up. I, I have a receipt to give you. I will. I, I won't forget. It. Just bear with. I um, I was uh, I was reminded by my producer of a situation in Great Britain, and it got me to thinking because I just said to him, "Well, it's our greatest ally." And I was talking to him and and, and John and, and um and Rusty, and asking. Is who's our second greatest ally, most important ally? I don't know. Canada, Israel, somewhere in Europe, Germany, uh, Australia. Uh, am I missing an obvious one? I hope I'm not. It's a good question. And um, <laughs> so when it was Canada as an option, one of I won't embarrass them unless they want to admit it was them. One of the staff here said it might be Canada, but it doesn't make me sleep too well. <laughs> I thought, right, I mean this is 3 weeks ago, the uh the Tampa the the, the Tampa Bay Florida professional ho- hockey uh beat the Canadiens for the Stanley Cup, the sport they invented. At, so our 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 open sunshiny liberty loving Florida takes on lockdown shut down icy cold Canada on their sport, and we have a miracle on ice. Um, it's not the miracle on ice because Canada isn't an opponent of ours the way uh, the Soviets were in Lake Placid, but um, but that's uh, anyway. Neither here. I'm not going to say neither here nor there. That's an expression I hate. If you have an expression you hate, let me know and we'll stop using it. That's one I hate. It is what it is, neither here nor there. And oh, well, I hate oh, well. Oh, well, I hate that. Uh, and then, of course, that one, Bill. Same difference. It's, the phrase is same thing, not same difference. Same thing. Okay, phrases we hate. Here's a phrase I, 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 I hate. Joe Biden uttered it last night on a CNN town hall. Now, remember, let's 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 get the setup right here. Jen Psaki tells us last week that they're working with the social media networks to ban false information, to ban false information, particularly when it comes to vaccines and covid. Joe Biden asked about it on Friday, says, of course, because Facebook is killing people. That's what he said. Killing people by letting its site be used for the promulgation of, quote, unquote, false information. I always get comfortable when the government tells its citizens that they're dealing in false information. It usually goes the other way around. Nonetheless, give me Joe Biden from last night's CNN town hall with Don Lemon.
0: The various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're OK. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations.
1: You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations? Misinformation? Killing people? I don't have the most recent report. But a month ago, on June 25th, it was reported on CNBC that 750 Americans died after contracting COVID after full vaccination. Now, I understand if – that number is obviously going to be higher. I don't know what it is, if it's 800 or in the thousand, or if it's bre- uh, uh, breached uh, uh, four digits. I just don't know. But at least it was 750, tragically, a month ago in America. Joe Biden says you're not going to – what? how does he put it? You're not going to die if you have – you're not going to die from COVID if you have the vaccine. Let me make sure yeah. I don't muddle it. The
0: various – Vac- you get COVID if you have these vaccinations. You're yeah. not
1: going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Four thousand one hundred fifteen people were hospitalized with COVID a month ago after being fully vaccinated. Now you don't have to have. I understand he's a little addled, and you don't have to remember that stat from last month. I'm sure there are stats from this month. I just didn't have the time on the break to look them up because we were talking hockey. But enough to know that a month ago he was already wrong by a factor of 4,000, he doesn't have to go back that far. His own White House had an aide who was exposed to the Texas legislators, who was fully vaccinated, leave the White House because he tested positive for COVID. Nancy Pelosi's communications director, fully vaccinated, meeting with the Texas legislators, Left the office and had to engage, and leading Nancy Pelosi to engage in house, certain house uh, protective protocols because she got COVID from those legislators, despite being fully vaccinated. How about the legislators? Six of them, fully vaccinated, obtained COVID. I'm not happy about it. I'm not celebratory about it. It's a tragedy and it's a tragedy that they weaponized all of this against us when it happened to our people on our party last year. They were super spreader events. Here they're non events. Non events. But it is a lie and it is misinformation to say that you will not get covid if you get vaccinated. You're not going to you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. What on Facebook has been more false than that? What on Twitter has been more false than that? Now let me give you the big one. What did Donald Trump ever say about COVID that was more false than that? Pause. Pregnant pause. Pause. And Don Lemon did not, ca- did not, of course, call him out on it. But I show you the times. I think this is a fascinating thing. And it wasn't all that transpired last night. A lot more transpired. And I'm sure Don Lemon was biting his tongue throughout. Give me a little more Joe Biden from last night. One of, my, one of the staff here said, I, I never used the locution my staff ever because I'm too am, um, part of a larger thing. We're all part of this together. One of the staff here, I'm staff, one of the staff here pointed out during the break that, um, he didn't rest easy knowing that Canada might be our greatest ally. Do you rest easy knowing this is your president? Listen to this last night.
0: That's underway. Just like the other question is illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be uh, Or our assuming we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means you mean for the FDA, for the FDA, yeah.
1: that's that give you confidence? Did he have three different conversations going with himself right there? I counted three. Doesn't give me confidence. I'll be right back. What
0: in God's holy name are you blathering about?
1: Okay, that's the Canadian song I was thinking of. They played it in their athletic games, in their sports games. Now, play the kiss thing. You can see why I got confused. Yeah, you can see why it would be confusing. They sound very, very much the same, almost like that sampling of the uh, Marshall Mathers song um, uh, uh, and uh, David Bowie. But um, let me give you one more Joe Biden from last night showing he simply doesn't know what he's talking about. I seem pretty confident that, that inflation
0: is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to? No. The, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation, reduce inflation, reduce inflation, because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people. Who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about, driving down prices, not raising prices. And so it it is. I I, I sincerely mean this. Prices are up now and they're up. And for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two by fours and lumber. Well, guess what? People stop working, cutting lumber. They stopped doing it because they, they're, they're, the unemployment was so down. Now, all of a sudden, there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It relates to. <laughs> no,
1: what we don't, fact, because the definition of inflation is bad money chasing good. Inflation is usually caused by either increased demand or um, or increased production costs. Both of which are occurring here and the talk of reshutting down, by the way, that is taking place throughout this country right now, including at the White House, including at the White House, including not just in L.A. County, but throughout California. This increased talk, what's that going to do to production costs? What's that going to do to increased demand? There are (laughs) there are a few things basic economics teaches. Nowhere does it teach that flooding the economy with $6 trillion is going to strengthen the dollar and cease inflation. In fact, I would bet every economist econ, economics textbook would say exactly the opposite. Exactly. Now, if you want to go back over this last hour, and analyze the wrong things Joe Biden has said, including the dangerously wrong things he has said by his own definition of what constitutes a dangerously wrong thing, misinformation about COVID and vaccines, I would invite you to do so. My only point in inviting you to do so is to explain what I'm guessing you have already figured out is the obvious. A, though he was said To have misspoken and told lies all the time, there are no lies that amount to the enormity of what Joe Biden said over the course of this last hour, and not with the health or life implications either. I'm Seth. We'll be right back.